Thanks for joining us for The Whole Spectrum. I'm Katherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, to talk about what it means, in the words of Francis Schaeffer, for the Lordship of Christ to permeate the whole spectrum of life. And for us, our view of art in particular, we love to discuss the films we see from a Christian perspective, so we invite you to join us as we cover the whole spectrum of the movie world, from classics to independent films to blockbusters. All right, welcome to The Whole Spectrum. My name is Eric Parks, and Catherine is out today, so I brought in a special guest named Joseph Williams. Joseph writes for thewiseguys.com, and guys is spelled G-U-I-S-E. Uh, he is a political junkie. He loves movies, pop culture. What else do you like? I love sports. I love Jesus. I love my family. I love America. You know, I I love a lot of things. My wife likes making fun of me. Uh, for, you know, having just obscure hobbies and interests. <laughs> She'll wake up and see me watching a UFC fight and realize for the first time that I actually kind of like UFC. So That's kind of fun. Though. I'm, I'm a man of many interests. Cool. So we're so glad to have Joseph here today. So I'm going to ask him a little bit um, about the Oscar telecast from a couple nights ago. I think we both enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, let me jump right into Chris Rock and the opening monologue. What were your thoughts? Uh, and Oscars are so white, we can tackle that too what are your thoughts on some of that yeah starting out heavy well thanks for having me on today eric and to be honest i loved chris rock's opening monologue i thought he had enough incisive and witty comments that made everyone feel uncomfortable or at least should make everyone feel uncomfortable it's perfectly possible that a lot of people watch that whether they're you know in the auditorium or at home and simply thought self-righteous thoughts and only laughed at the ones where Chris seemed to be making fun of people that weren't like them. But someone listening with an open ear and an open mind would realize he was actually taking on people of all political persuasions, people of all races and ethnicities, people of all socioeconomic classes. Uh, And I loved that. I thought it was hilarious. I thought some of his later bits fell flat. I thought uh, as the night went on, uh, he kind of lost some momentum, but I loved the opening monologue. What'd you think? I enjoyed it too, uh, for the most part. Uh, I, I thought the jokes hit, you know, it hit the core who it's supposed to hit, and it made us feel, like you said, a little uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, I think he kind of kept pushing our faces in it a little while uh, after, you know, that was basically the whole bit was race. Um, so while most of it, yeah, I thought was really funny, after a while I was like, okay, I get it, we get it. Um, anyways, but overall, I thought he was a good host, did a good job. I thought the Girl Scout thing was kind of funny, sticking it to whoever Linda Dunn is, whether it's a real neighbor or, you know, make-believe. Anyway, but overall, I thought he did a pretty good job. Also, Oscar agendas this year seem to be really big, and maybe it's because, you know, it's a bunch of millionaires giving themselves awards, so they feel like, okay, let's be important, so let's hit some big issues here. And so people tackled that, and some of it was really good. Um, to me, some of it went a little long and overboard, maybe like the monologue. Um, everybody seemed to have an important agenda to hit. So what did you think? We're, we're, when I say agenda here, I'm talking um, the issue of race was tackled, women, LGBT, climate change, sexual assault, survival, abuse of power, etc. Those are a lot of big things to tackle. Do you think it was well done? Do you think it was too platformy, too agenda-driven? What are your thoughts? I I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that you have a bunch of people 
who live very posh lives and they're giving awards to one another and year after year people hit the Oscars, especially in the internet era of, oh, this is so self-congratulatory. They're just millionaires patting themselves on the backs. So they have to shift and feel like they're doing these things for a purpose. And it's a joke every year that like, oh, if you want to win an acting category, if you want to win best actor, best actress, you need to play someone that is, you know, the paraplegic war veteran, um, having an identity crisis, who also, you know, is oppressed, you know, and, and oh, has a mental illness on top of that. <laughs> That that's how you win these awards. That's the joke that's often thrown around. Yeah. But the joke almost kind of seemed to be the reality this year. Uh, you know, one of my favorite tweets I saw was, gosh, like Leo has been holding off on talking about climate change for over a decade now. We could have solved this thing had the Oscars <laughs> given him best actor a decade ago. I know, I know. And now it's too late to do anything. Yeah. So I, there are legitimate problems that need to be addressed, yeah. though. I, one of those, for example, I think is race. Um, and it's a little Ross Douthat, I think, from the New York Times wrote about it last week, saying, you know, the problem with the Oscars isn't so much who they recognize and who they don't recognize. The problem is that there aren't enough roles in Hollywood for African Americans playing just average people. Yeah, yeah. That it's not a role of, oh, I'm pl- this is a role for an African American who is affected by Jim Crow or in the thralls of slavery. Instead, it's just roles for African-Americans living amongst us. Um, There doesn't have to be a stereotypical role. It can be the average American, like you're saying. Correct. But the Oscars seem more invested overall in telling stories and rewarding stories of white progressives taking some sort of stand. Yeah, and with the... with You know, it, it felt... You know, it kind of a glitzy Hollywood thing. It felt like there were a lot of things going on, a lot of important agendas, um, and some of it fell flat. Some of it I thought was really great. I think sexual assault survival, that's huge, and, and that was kind of a big moment with Lady Gaga. It's a little ham-fisted to me, but, uh, you know, it was powerful as well. Sur- actual survivors were there. Um, the whole idea of abuse of power, uh, spotlight, obviously, dealing with the Catholic Church and the um, abusive priest and the cover-up, it's ugly and it's wrong, but at the same time, I'm glad they confronted it head-on in the movie, and so that got more discussion, I guess, over the, the course of the night. So that was good, and that was positive to me. Yeah, you have to shine a light into the darkness. And y'all's, you and Kevin's podcast on Spotlight was really good. And, and the film was really good. And we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, and so if you guys haven't seen Spotlight or have seen it or are interested in hearing more, you can go back to our first podcast, I believe episode one, to hear a little bit more about our thoughts on that. Okay, so let's go on to the next subject. Uh, you wrote up a great piece on The Revenant, which you loved. I loved The Revenant. You wrote that up for theWiseGuys.com where I people did. can check that out. Um, so overall, what are your thoughts on The Revenant? Do you think it should have won Best Picture? Talk to me. Yeah, so I, I thought ultimately, you know, my, my friend Clayton, who co-founded The Wise Guys with me, he actually has a piece going up today at, talking about how he felt like The Revenant was the best picture of the year. And 20, 30 years in the future, when people look back at 2015 in film, they will recognize The Revenant as the truly groundbreaking, great, timeless film. Uh I tend to agree with him on that point. Now, had I been casting an Oscars ballot, 
I would have been very torn between voting for the big short and the revenant. Uh, the big short, I felt like that was the harder film to do successfully, as successful as they did. They were tackling tough issues, very technical, that would cause most people's eyes to glaze over, and they did it in an entertaining way. Whereas The Revenant is kind of your classic period piece. But the reason I love The Revenant so beautifully is because it was timeless. It's about the love between a father and a son. Yeah. It's about the relationship between man and God and nature between man and one another the tension between justice and grace and wrath and revenge yeah. and these are deeply human emotions and feelings and i thought the way it portrayed it on screen technically in addition to how tom hardy leonardo dicaprio leonardo dicaprio um portrayed it on screen and then all the way to the direction of alejandro and Iritu and the cinematography of emmanuel luzbecki was all spot on and perfect yeah yeah, I thought that was a really good movie as well. Um, the stuff they went through to get it done, man, crazy. Um, also, just the, I, I think it's a good piece of art in that you can take your worldview and, and apply it to it. So if you are an atheist, you're thinking, okay, there's a scene where Leo comes up to the ruins of a church out in the middle of nowhere in this snowy wasteland, essentially. Uh, when he sees that and when an audience member sees that, they could say, wow, that's evidence that God is not there. He never really was there. He's gone. He's dead. Uh, it's, 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 everything is death uh, and frozen around him. Whereas, you know, if you are a Christian, you can bring your Christian worldview to it. I see the ruins of a church there. That gives me all the hope in the world. That says, yes, it may seem slight, but God is still there. He may seem silent, but you see his, his creation all around. The beauty of the snow, the mountains, the streams, um, and there are little bits of grace and mercy, I think, speckled throughout where he comes across um, an indigenous guy who, who helps him, who the guy could have killed him, but mercifully the guy saves him. They have a little friendship. Um, there's the time where he easily could have frozen in the evening, but instead, like, snuggles up with a horse, like, way too close for comfort, <laughs> as, yeah. you, as you'll yeah. recall. Anyway, so I thought, yeah, despite the fact that there were some really hard aspects of it and seemingly atheistic i'm gonna i'm gonna see the hope in it and see the um see god and see what he you know his beauty all around in there there were so many scenes where it would change and shift from a close-up on leo like huddled in the snow yeah. on the cusp of death and then immediately expand out to show leo as a speck yeah. in the wild crawling kneeling you know walking in the snow with mountains and the sunset or yeah. the sunrise that just took my breath away when I saw that, of, of how powerful that was. And yet, as you pointed out, God continued to give him and sustained him to bring him on this journey that may have been driven by revenge yeah. or, on the in the alternative, a thirst for justice. Um with then, you know, spoiler alert, eventually giving him the opportunity to exhibit grace. Yeah. Um, and to let control go at the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was a good film. Um, you know, Spotlight was the winner, obviously, and I, I really love Spotlight as well. Spotlight was a deserving winner, I think. Uh, I, sadly, as I wrote at The Wise Guys, I think The Revenant would have won this year had Inaritu's Birdman not swept so solid. Yeah, I think you're right. Year. Yeah. So that's a good point. Uh, and so Leonardo DiCaprio's performance was awesome. It was uh, 
Does this mean, though, that every single actor who wants to win an award now has to absolutely torture themselves? Or can they have, like, a dude in, you know, 2015 walking around the streets of New York on a nice sunny day? Can he still win the award? Or did did Leo up up the ante? You know, I, I thought, you know, Leo's thirst for an Oscar has almost become a parody in and of itself. And and he, you know, like what memes are we going to share online now? That's the question I have. You know, he's given us literally tens of thousands of memes about Leo trying to win an Oscar. Luckily, we've got at least a week or two now that I've seen online of people sharing memes of Leo winning the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, holding Kate Winslet's hand, you yes. know. Uh, compared to scenes of them in Titanic. So I'm happy for Leo. Uh, I think it was very deserving. I would have voted for him. Something interesting I discovered, though, doing some research for a piece I did online at The Wise Guys was I don't think I would have voted for Leonardo DiCaprio in any of his other nominations. And it's and it's not because I think those nominations were undeserving. Yeah, I just think in each of those given years... There was a better performance. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, You know, people are kind of referring to it as a lifetime achievement award. Sure, like I really liked Leo in Growing Pains too. You know, so like (laughs) he's been a great actor for a long time. Yeah. Uh, But he should have won for The Revenant. I'm not as convinced as other people he should have won before this. But I'm happy that he did. And he is most definitely, especially with Martin Scorsese, given us a string of great films. Some of the best of the last decade. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay, so you loved uh, The Revenant. I know you also loved The Big Short. Uh, and I don't know what else you've seen, but what was your favorite you know, film of the year and why? I'm, I'm between The Revenant and The Big Short. Um, now, I, unlike my fellow wise guys, Clayton, I actually think Spotlight is a deserving Best Picture winner. I and did you see it? You I did. Yeah, yeah. Good. I absolutely okay. loved it. I thought it was pitch perfect. I thought... It didn't try to do anything too fancy. Yeah, it's not showing. And it let the power of the performances and the writing, and most importantly, the real-life issues it was tackling, and those real-life courageous journalists do the emotional pull of the film. And that's why I think um, that it was so good. That's why I think it was deserving of Best Picture. Uh, My favorite movie of the year, it really is a coin flip. Uh, Ultimately, I think The Revenant... Uh, was my favorite film, but I I watched a little bit of The Big Short again last night. Yeah, just because it's so entertaining, and and as an economics major in undergrad, uh, married to someone who literally could not hate economics or finances anymore, <laughs> she absolutely loved The Big Short, and that was exciting. To, yeah, you know, to go to dinner afterwards and and discuss that, um, and discuss just how entertaining it was, how it dealt with the moral implications of. You're cheering for protagonists who are cheering for the downfall of the economy, lost jobs, lost homes, uh, lower wages, um, millions lost, you know, for hundreds of thousands yeah. of Americans. And, and while I didn't love that film, I thought some of the scenes, Brad Pitt, for one, talking to the young guys, when they're cheering, they're just like, they're, they're millionaires all of a sudden. He's like, guys, these people are losing homes, like you're saying. They're losing everything. We're not going to cheer about this. And that was kind of a sobering moment. And then seeing Steve Carell at the end, and we, we don't want to give too much away. But yeah, same thing. There were some sobering moments that, um, yeah, made you feel a little sick. Uh, but it was good. That was that was the well-done aspects of the movie for What me. was your favorite film? Uh, I, my number one was Spotlight, and nice. I put that on my uh, on my blog, A Walk in the Parks 
movieblog.blogspot.com. That's the easiest thing in the world to remember. Great shout um, out. But oh yeah, you can God. check out my top 15 from last year. But yeah, Spotlight was my number one. Um, so let's go ahead and do final thoughts. Do you think it was a good or bad year in film? And then my main question is, since we're a Christian blog, was God or Jesus evident in any of these films last year? Was he absent? Was he everywhere? What do you think? I thought it was a great year in film. I thought that both those recognized at the Oscars and some of those that I didn't think got enough recognition. For example, Creed. I loved Creed. Loved Creed. Uh, I thought Michael B. Jordan should have gotten nominated. I actually think Tessa Thompson had a great Mm -hmm. argument for she should have been nominated in Best Supporting Actress. And uh, I thought the beauty of this past year in film was we had so many great films that were so different. Yeah. They could not be any different. And and I, and I thought, you know, some of them were recognized at the Oscars and the other awards ceremonies. Some of them were not. Uh, but overall, it was a year of high quality, dealing with a lot of different elements of humanity. What about you? Yeah. Overall, I thought good year. I didn't think it was a great year. Uh, again, I think I'd said this before. There was nothing that really stood out that I got passionate about as a film uh, this year. But overall, everything up there was absolutely solid. It was good. My question about God or Jesus being involved, it, it's a little faulty. I think we saw so many themes this year of mercy, of grace, of justice, especially with spotlight, of truth. So many of these aspects of the gospel that I think are so important um, that we can't just brush them aside. So I think this year, yeah, there were so many cool themes that Jesus and the gospel, yeah, were, were front and center almost, even if his name wasn't spoken. Yeah, I mean, so the revenant you had... The father-son relationship, yeah, God that, and nature. Yeah. You had um, justice versus grace. In The Big Short, you had, you know, a lot of people would watch The Big Short and think, Joseph, you're foolish to say that God or Jesus is anywhere in this film. Yeah. But I, I think it encapsulates the idol of material wealth and money that far too much of our life is built on chasing after the wind. Yeah. And it shows just how fickle that can be and how empty it can be. That once you achieve that wealth, you can sit back and say, at what cost to sure. my soul, to others, to those that failed in order for me to succeed? Room. Talk about a powerful Oof. story of love. That was great. Talk about a powerful story of Well, the mother and child, you could right. call that father and son, yes. love, mother. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Uh, so that was absolutely beautiful. Spotlight, you know, you're talking about the, you know, the most powerful religious institution in the country. Yeah. And and I I still think that the most powerful sentence uttered in any film this year was if it takes a village to raise a child, it also takes a village to abuse a child. Yeah, that was tough. Um, at a time in which our a lot of our societal institutions are crumbling and community uh, is fracturing and people are feeling more isolated and lonely than ever before. Um, that's a call for the real gospel-centered church yeah. for those, whether they're Catholic or Protestant or non-denominational, to realize the importance of you know looking out for the children and looking out for the least of these. And so I saw God and Jesus in, in most things I saw this year, but my wife and some of my best friends like to make fun of me because <laughs> they say I see God or Jesus. I will not, I will not make fun anything. of you. Yeah, so. I will do that too. Uh, I like what you said, too, about uh, justice and grace. And, and think of, that's what I think of the cross as. It's the ultimate collaboration of mercy 
and justice together because justice is that someone has to be punished for our sin, and that's Christ. He took it. And so, therefore, we are shown mercy in that we didn't have to die on a cross. We didn't have to live that perfect life because we couldn't. So that's the beauty, to me, of some of these themes coalescing, and I think they come together no better than in the story, the true story of Christ on the cross and our redemption. Anyway, so that's uh, maybe that's my Oscar agenda is getting to talk about Jesus here at the end and kind of show. We my, all have our agenda. agendas <laughs> that we bring to the table. So anyway, I want to thank Joseph Williams for joining me today. Uh, we'll have Catherine back next time, but this was a lot of fun. Um, thanks, and check him out at thewiseguys.com, and we'll do this again sometime. Thanks so much for having me, Eric. This was a lot of fun. All right, thank Until you. Until next year. See you.